From COK Studios in Garrison Keeler's Crawl Space, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider the economic plans outlined by President Obama in his State of the Union address. We'll also consider the story of a woman who made a difference in our new series, Consider the Humanity. And we'll consider yourself at home. Consider yourself part of the family. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from the Old Town Playhouse, now showing the sequel to Arthur Miller's classic drama, Death of a Salesman 2, Judgment Day. Visit otp.org for tickets and showtimes. And Axe Body Spray, now in three new exciting scents your scuzzy girlfriend will love. Douche Canoe, Brolicious, and Midnight Pullout. Axe. Half a bottle and you're good to go, bro. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. Yesterday, President Obama gave his sixth State of the Union address, and he spent a good deal of his speech on the economy. Obama highlighted how the economy is doing better, 58 straight months of job growth in the private sector, and how the unemployment rate is now down to just 5.6%. He also said that the middle class isn't seeing as much of the improvement as the wealthy and proposed a number of ideas to help middle and lower class families feel the impact of economic recovery. Joining us here in the studio to discuss the president's plans are handsome financial reporter Chris Rydell and Dr. Gene Quinn, another handsome economist who was also Chris's college professor, I understand. That's right. Good day to you. Chris, the president proposed two years of free tuition at community colleges to help some of the inequality. He is also proposing raising taxes on investment income and capital gains, as well as a fee on the largest investment banks, which will likely not be popular in the Republican Congress. That's right. Republicans really don't like taxes, from what I understand. So there's that. Yes. Do you think he'll have to change his plan from what he proposed last night to get some help to the middle class? I'd have to say you've got something there, Dinah. Dr. Quinn, can you perhaps elaborate on how these measures the president is proposing would help the middle class? Both sides would like to help the middle class, that's for sure. How can they, though? Obama laid out some good ideas, so we'll have to see how that plays out. I I feel like we're not getting anywhere. Really? I thought we'd been making it pretty clear. I think that what Dr. Quinn was trying to highlight was the fact that some of this economy stuff is hard, and it's hard to know what will work. Very good, Chris. Can you at least speculate about whether or not you think the president's economic ideas will stimulate growth in the middle class? We could speculate all day. We could sit here and say all kinds of things. We could ramble on and make conjectures and guesses about the economy, but it would ultimately be a fruitless endeavor. The economy is fickle, Dinah. It's best to just sit back and watch it do what it does. I try not to get too overwhelmed by it. (laughs) What? There's only one thing you really need to know about the economy. Supply and demand. Exactly. Well done, Chris. You really remember what I taught you. This is really starting to sound like neither of you have a grasp of the economy or finances at all. I beg your pardon? Hold on a second, Dinah. I actually do have a thought about how the president might pay for stuff if Congress shuts him down. Really? Maybe President Obama could sell some hotels and houses in the better neighborhoods, like Park Place, to help the middle-income people over in Marvin Gardens and Ventnor Avenue. Monopoly? That's your solution? We played a lot of Monopoly in Dr. Quinn's class. Unbelievable. How dare you! I have half a mind to send you to jail without passing go, or collecting $200. I'm sorry, gentlemen, but we're out of time. I always got that card that said I'd won first place in a beauty pageant. Collect $10. 
I'm sure you did. That was Chris Rydell and Dr. Jean Quinn. With all the bad news out there right now, we've decided to highlight people who are making a positive difference in the world in a new series called Consider the Humanity. In this first installment, we'll talk to a woman who made a huge sacrifice at a dinner party that changed another person's life for the better. Here's Marta Margolis with the story. It was a typical dinner party at the home of Jessica and Mark Robinson. Friends were gathered for a nice meal and a few alcoholic beverages, as well as some games like Trivial Pursuit and Quanium. Rebecca Boydy was one of the Robinson's guests. It was a lot of fun. The dinner had been great. Mark made some really good spare ribs with this polenta thing. And Jess did this really good cocktail with gin and some other stuff. I had quite a few of them. She had a lot of them. She was way drunker than anyone else at the party. She's not She's not a bad drunk, just kind of loud and silly. Ken is Rebecca's husband, and he was there that night. Ken says I was really drunk, but I wasn't that bad. We were all just having fun playing the games. I'm pretty sure that I won. I'm really good at games, especially trivia games. She kept blurting out the answers when it wasn't her turn, and they were the wrong answers every time. Yeah, maybe I don't know as many as I thought. Or she'd do this thing where someone would say the right answer, and then she'd say it right after them like she knew it too. No, I didn't. Okay, maybe I did. But that's not really the point of the story. I had to get her out of there. She was way drunker than anyone else there. Ken told Rebecca it was time to go. And after a few minutes of haggling, she agreed. It's what happened next that changed everything. Ken told me like eight times to get my coat, but I totally forgot it in the bedroom. I told her I'd go get her coat and to sit on the bench in the foyer until I got back. Yeah, I didn't listen. Uh, I went right back into the living room to where a group of our friends was talking. It was her disregard for her husband's instructions that gave Rebecca the opportunity to be a hero, and she took full advantage. They were talking about how bad it smelled and saying that someone had obviously farted. All I could think was how embarrassing it must have been for that person. I mean, we've all farted, so what? But everyone else was saying how gross the fart was, but no one admitted to it. I could see the tension building, so I had to act. Rebecca showed true courage, and right then and there, she said, It was me. I farted. It felt so good to say that. I mean, obviously, I hadn't farted. But I know deep down it was the right thing to do. Sure, my friends now thought that I had farted, but that wasn't important. I knew that I had spared another person from feeling bad about cutting a nasty, eggy fart. Ken and Rebecca went home very quickly after that, but the good feeling of helping a flatulent friend stayed with her. She told me on the ride home that she admitted to farting, even though she didn't. I laughed, and it kind of bugged her. He thought it was stupid, but he didn't get it. I saved that person, whoever it was. I know I'll probably never get a thank you from them, but that's okay. I only hope that that person will pay it forward and admit to a fart that they didn't let to help out a friend. 
In a very small way, Rebecca made a big difference. For Consider the Humanity, I'm Mata Margolis. Now here's what's coming up on this week's episode of Cereal, the story of the most important meal of the day. If you made a product that was addictive and deadly, would you serve it for breakfast? That's what General Mills has been doing since 1955. Trix is a fruity part of a balanced breakfast that kids love, but it's highly addictive and poisonous to rabbits. I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. Join us on Cereal this week as we try to uncover whether tricks are really for kids. Cereal, one meal told weekly. That's all for this episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, check out our website, considerourknowledge.com. Also, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for more stories and news there, at ConsiderOurKnow. The podcast of our show is available for download at iTunes and at Stitcher Radio at Stitcher.com. The Consider Our Knowledge team includes Marianne Wetzel, Natalie Thorpe, Jeremiah Knight, Emily Clausen, Hobart Willis, Spencer Cannon, and Libby Mitchell. Our intern is Ryan Shattuck. Thanks for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. It's already starting. Shut up, Connor. (laughs) Kiss this right here.